podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Andrew McCarr, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I've got to say I'm delighted to be joined by Rhiannon Dixon. Now, Rhiannon, we've been meaning to talk for, I think it was this is the third time we finally made it happen. We were meant to talk last yeah. week, and we were meant to talk Monday. <laughs> today, so we're, we're finally here. But first and foremost, uh, how's things? How's life with you? Uh, it's really good. Um, you know, work's dying down a bit now. I, I'm a hospital pharmacist, so that's um, you know, getting a, a little bit less stressful. And training's just amazing, obviously. You know, training with Anne and sometimes at Gallagher's, um, I'm just really enjoying my time. That's, yeah. that's the main thing, especially. The current situation now, especially, I'm guessing now that your work's starting to die die down, but I'm guessing your work was hectic uh, during the winter months and lockdown last year and stuff like that. Uh, and it's always good to see that you're you're enjoying your training, man, because a happy fighter is a dangerous fighter, as you say. But you mentioned your training with Anthony Crawler there, but I do want to come on to Anthony. But you've got an interesting story in how you got into boxing. I mean, you've got no amateur background whatsoever. And um, yeah. just break it down how you got into boxing and sort of like your 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 sort of venture into the pro game so to speak um so when I was about 20 um I was doing CrossFit at the time and I just wanted to start like doing a sport where I didn't realize that I was exercising like you know when you go to the gym you know you're on a treadmill and you, you just lack motivation to just run um so I thought I saw Ronda Rousey at the time on TV and I thought oh my god she's amazing I'd love to do something like that um, so I messaged Mike Grundy um, in Wigan saying like, oh, I'd love to, you know, come and do some MMA lessons. And he was like, oh, well, have you ever done any combat sport before? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, why don't you try boxing? So I was like, oh, OK. Um, so there was a boxing gym on top of his MMA gym and I went there um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I was obviously, you know, a bit anxious being a girl stepping into a, a boxing gym mm-hmm. for the first time, but... Um, yeah, I just fell in love with the sport there and I started on the unlicensed route, the white collar scene and um, I won all my fights on there. I think I only had about seven and there wasn't really much like way of progressing then because um, once you've fought all the girls in the area, there's there's no one else to fight. Um, so my coach at the time was like, oh, well, why don't we go professional? Because my best friend who's at the gym, James Moorcroft, he um, turned professional like a few years before that. And he was like, you know, you've seen how good James has done in the professional game. Like, why don't you consider it? So then I thought, oh, well, you know, if you think I'm good enough, then yeah. Um, and I sparred a few pro girls. And then um, obviously I signed professional with uh, Steve Woods and then had my debut on Channel 5. And then it's just kind of like shut off from there yeah well you're, you're joining you're, you're turning pro at the, the right time because it seems like women's boxing right now is 
is on fire. Now, I, I, I will talk about like the past fights with Natasha Jonas and Terry Harper and Katie Taylor doing her thing. You've got the girls out in the States and Michaela Meyer and Clarissa Shields and, and all them. And you've got the girls here, Chantel Cameron. You know what I mean? There's so many. Savannah Marshall's the world champion. So many girls. But for you, you've only ever had, you've only had seven fights in the in the white collar uh, circuit that you mentioned there. So and two fights as a professional. Do, do, are you sort of like now that you're training with Anthony Crawl and stuff like that? Are you sort of like still learning your craft? Are you still learning every single day with Anthony and James and everyone like that? Oh, definitely. I think like. The first time that I trained with Anthony, he was like, you know, you've got a good, you know, like, you know, like a few good things that you do, but there obviously is, you know, a bit that we need to work on. And every day we're trying to work on new things. And obviously, you know, being around, you know, at Gallagher's when we train there sometimes, being around Natasha and seeing the things that she does and thinking, oh, can I copy that? Because she's a Southpaw as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, you know, an unbelievable opportunity to train around people mm-hmm. like that and, get the experience from Joe and Anne and just be around people like that is amazing. Talk to me about how this link up with, with Anthony came about. Now I know Anthony quite well and stuff like that. And he he's saying some mighty good things about you. So are you feeling any pressure now when you stay <laughs> uh, when he's in your corner and you, you you do your third professional fight with him? Um you know I think there there will be a bit of pressure there because um, I think the first time he ever put something, he shared a video and she, he was like, she's going to be a star. So I print screened it and sent it to my mom. was like, oh my God, have you seen what Anthony Krull has put on Twitter about me? Um, but I just hope I live up to his expectations. You know, I'm, I am training hard, as hard as I can and I'm doing everything that my strength and conditioning coach, Tim and Anthony tell me to do. So hopefully then, you know, when it comes to the night, I just perform as well as I can. How did the link up come about then with you and Anthony? Um, so at my old gym, um, me and James, we just left on a, a mutual agreement. So we we got in touch with our manager, Steve, and then Steve was like, oh, usually when people leave a gym, they know where they're going um, next time, uh, like where they're moving on to. And we were like, oh, well, we never thought we'd be in this situation. So we don't really know how it works. And obviously, you know, me and James are so new to the sport Um so he was going through coaches and then he said Anthony Crawler and I think James knew and I think they used to have, like go and have coffee together at Whole Fitness um, and he was like oh you know I'd, I'd love to be trained by Anne and I didn't know he was a coach at the time um, so he was like oh I'll give him a ring and I think he was in Portugal and then he was like oh yeah when I come back you know we could do a few trial sessions and see if they like the way I train and you know see if we all gel and then um, we had a few trial sessions and then I think Anne just finds James so funny and um, so I think that's why he's kept us on. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with your boxing ability. Just no, no, just because James is a comedian. <laughs> uh, well, Anthony done done the thing as well. We've seen Anthony lose against Danny Matthews in the British title fight and then go on to become a world a world champion. So he knows how to grind out and become that sort of world champion. Again, is it your ambition? You've seen the you've seen kick girls like Katie Taylor, Chantel Cameron, Savannah Marshall do doing their thing and in, in, in for British women women's British boxing and stuff like that. So for you, is that sort of an ambition of yours as well with Anthony in your corner and James to go and become uh, a world champion? Because you're in a tough division in that lightweight division because Katie Taylor's still a lightweight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's there's so much depth in the lightweight division as well because girls usually are around this, like, 61 kilos. So I think Chantel's gone up to super lightweight and Natasha's gone down. I think Terry's gone down. So everyone's kind of around that weight. Um, so I think it is the best, like 
division kind of to be in. Um, obviously, you know, being a world champion would be an absolute dream. But, you know, where I've come from, um, I'm just trying to be the best I can be. And obviously, you know, under rank, I can't, I can't get any better coach, really. When you hear the words that Anthony is, says about you, I, I mentioned the pressure and stuff like that, but do you have to sort of pinch yourself when, I mean, you've only had seven white collar fights and you've had two professional fights and then Anthony Crawler is saying all these things about you because, like I said to you, he's done it all, Anthony Crawler. Do you know what I mean? So do you have to sort of pinch yourself and go, wow, what's happened to me here? I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I work in a hospital as a pharmacist. What's happened? I know. <laughs> I know. But like when I'll talk to people at work, because I'll say, oh, I'm only working half day today because of training. They'll be like, training? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm boxing. They're like, you're a boxer. But you're a pharmacist. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what a nickname. Then, you, putting the two together, have you got your fighting nickname yet? Oh, no. Like, a I, I, need to, I, need, I need to think of something. Um, no, I don't, I don't know whether it'll go. But, um, yeah, I do have to pinch myself sometimes when I see Anne writing stuff about me. And, um, like, you mm -hmm. know, going sparring these amazing girls. Like, I've sparred Chantelle Cameron and Jamie Moore was saying really nice things about me as well. And Savannah Marshall and um, Natasha Jonas and Terry Harper. And it's kind of like, I've only had seven white qualifiers and I'm going sparring these, like, world champions. It's kind of like, sometimes I need to take a step back and be like, oh, you're actually doing well for yourself. <laughs> you definitely are. And if, if Jamie Moore and Anthony Crawler are seeing things in the, and you're definitely doing doing the, the right things. But talk about these spars in Natana, Natasha Jonas, Outstanding amateur pedigree. We've seen her fight with Terry Harper. Do you know what I mean? You, you mentioned Chantel Cameron again. She's a fighter through and through, kickboxer. She was GB as well. Now she's a world champion. How, what are these spars like? Are you? I, I want to ask. Are you holding your own in there? Um. Well, answers. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's 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 kind of like I don't know. Um. It's just like really surreal getting in the ring with these sorts of girls. Mm. Like. I've been sparring with Natasha like every week on a Friday for a few weeks and she's just so helpful like because it they were on about something about um like because she's so amazing at you know putting people into positions where she wants them and like a distance and she's so accurate like she'll only throw a punch if she knows it's going to land um and she always helps me she's like oh you know when you're doing this like think about doing it this way or if you want to move like be more on your toes and so it's just unbelievable experience that I couldn't get anywhere else and obviously with Chantel like they're both such hard hitters and Chantel's really smart like she'll she'll try and like so it's like say she's going to left because she knows she wants you to go to the right because she wants to hit you mm -hmm. so <laughs> it's very 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 technical and it's kind of like the he's thinking about like three steps ahead rather than what you're doing right now. Yeah. But, I'm getting um, you're just yeah. a sponge right now, just taking all this information in. I'm just trying to um, <laughs> without being hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got to say, like you, you haven't fought since 2019. Now, I, like Josh Taylor says to me sometimes, like the ring people, some, some fighters suffer from ring rust and stuff like that. And you can see it in their performance. But if you have elite level sparring, you've mentioned Chantel Cameron and Natasha Jonas. Now, when you do fight in September, I'm guessing that's almost two years you've been out of the ring. Do you feel like with yeah. this elite level sparring, there won't be any ring rust for you going into this fight? I don't feel like, because I feel like my next opponent, they won't be anywhere near as the level of the girls that I'm sparring. So I feel like, you know, it's, it's only going to be benefit me all this sparring that I'm getting. Um, obviously, you know, finite is a bit different, but I just feel like I'm, I'm learning so much by being around these girls that 
I can't I, I can't really see me being a bit like rusty when I get into the ring. Uh, you mentioned that Steve Woods might have a show in September, but we've seen of late with sort of like everything that's gone on, and you, you're, you've worked in this pandemic for over a year now, so. We've seen what happens with, with fighters. They just make a phone call, fighter gets, boom, phone call. Anyone want to fight? You want to fight? Come into the bubble. So uh, selfishly, well, maybe not selfishly, but are you sort of staying ready in the hope that maybe you'll get that call from Eddie Hearn, Frank Warren, or or MUB and MTK that say, right, we need a girl. Rhiannon, Anthony, he's ready, and you just come and fight. Do you think you'll be ready for that when the time comes? Yeah. I mean, I've been around fight weight since January um, in the hopes that someone will try and put me on a show. Uh, and I'm just going to stick around um, my fight weight just in case anyone does want to put me on a show that I am ready because I don't want to miss an opportunity. I'd, I'd be kicking myself if I thought, oh, I'm not around fight weight or I've not been training as much as I can and this amazing opportunity has happened and I've not been able to take it because of different reasons. So I'm just trying to keep myself as if like I'm fighting in like three weeks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the right attitude to have. You know what I mean? Definitely, especially in these times. But I, I want to go back to like women's boxing and stuff like that. When when you look at women's boxing right now, when you look at the Terry Harpers that you've mentioned, the Savannah Marshall, Chantel Camerons, uh, Natasha Jonas's, these girls are flying. Each one of them can be a world champion, and some of them are. You know what I mean? Natasha Jonas had a group fight against Terry Harper. We've got um, Shannon Courtney versus Ebony Bridges for the world title in a couple of weeks as well. So, how excited! are you to be in women's boxing and British women's boxing as well, but in, in globally as well, how excited are you to finally put your name in that sort of, that sort of statement? I'm really excited because I think that, you know, the more that these women are being shown on like huge platforms, like the um, Eddie Hearns fight, fight, uh, camp. fight camp. Yeah. Um, it's just, changing more and more people's opinions like you don't see as much of them you know like remarks on twitter and stuff like that like oh girls shouldn't be fighting because the shows that they're putting on like with the terry harper and natasha jonas isn't that going up for fight of the year yeah it's up for fight of the year yeah, yeah. um like they're just putting on an amazing display for women's boxing so people can't look at it and go oh it's just two girls fighting because they they look like just elite athletes, and because the rounds are so fast paced, they've got to put so much work into such little time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of people's people, uh, a lot of people's opinions are changing of women's boxing, and I'm obviously getting into it at such a good time where people are looking forward to these fights. So I think a lot of uh, people are looking forward to that Shannon and um, Ebony, Ebony Bridges fight. And um, I think a lot of people are looking forward to Natasha returning to the ring and other people like Chantel Cameron. Savannah Marshall's got a world title fight soon and everyone's... There's a lot of um, noise about her with Clarissa Shields, which which would be a massive fight. So I'm just excited to try and get myself in the mix and hopefully people will like my style and like me. <laughs> I think you've got itchy knuckles. You just want to hit somebody. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> You mentioned Savannah Marshall there and Clarissa Shields. Now, that could possibly be the biggest fight in women's boxing. Do you know what I mean? Clarissa Shields is arguably her and Katie Taylor pound for pound number one in, in, in women's boxing. But Savannah Marshall has beat Clarissa in the amateurs. That's well documented. So, again, it's a tough one to pick, but I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. But who, who do you think wins that one? <laughs> um, well, when I when I uh, was sparring Savannah, I'd say Savannah, and when I was sparring her, she's just like... She's just, I can't explain it. Like when I watched a fight when with Hannah Rankin, like mm-hmm. me and Ross were like, oh my God, did you see what she just did? Like, she's amazing, her movement. And she's so fluid and like elusive. I just think 
she's she's an unbelievable boxer and obviously Clarissa is amazing in her own right um but I just think yeah I, I'd go with Savannah on that one but I think isn't Clarissa going to MMA uh, there's this talk about her fighting in MMA was it Cyborg or something like that but um really yeah I think it was Cyborg or something I can't quite remember but um Boxing and MMA are two different sports. We've seen that with Mayweather and, and uh, McGregor. Yeah. So, I mean, they're two different sports. So, um, good luck to her if she does. But she should just fight. For me, selfishly, as a boxing fan, I want to see Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields. Oh, 100%, definitely. I don't want to see her go and do an MMA. I, I want to see her, like the best fighting the best. And yeah. that's what happens with a lot of women's boxing. The best do fight the best because it's kind of like there's the low level and then there's not really many people in the middle and then there's just the elite level. So... You, you do get the best fight in the best, and that's what makes it so entertaining and interesting. Well, for you, again, that, 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 that sort of feeling that the, 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 the talent, the pool is a shallow pool of talent in women's boxing in terms of there's not many fighters out there yet, but women, there's more and more coming. Hopefully this Olympic cycle, you'll see more and more women turn over, but right now the, the pool of talent is quite shallow. So for you, you could be three, four, five fights down the line and be there or thereabouts for a world title we've seen Chantel Cameron in a, was it a 12th fight I think it was so, uh, Savannah Marshall as well not many professional fights fight for a world title so it's not really outlandish to say Rhiannon Dixon fighting for a world title and maybe her 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th fight do you know what I mean so how does that make you feel? Um, have you thought I about think, it? <laughs> I have uh, no I just kind of like take each thing as it comes so I'm just hoping to like fight this year Um for just anyone um but you know obviously that'd be amazing and if you got the opportunity and, and Steve thought it was right then I would I would definitely 100% take it I mean you know all this experience that I've been getting is only going to benefit me you know in the future um so that'd be unbelievable I think I'd, I'd rub it in my mum's and dad's face like I'm the sporty <laughs> child because they go on about my brother being yeah. this rugby player all the time. And I'd be like, actually, I'm fighting for a world title. I'm and the sporty what? child. And I'm the world champion. I've got this belt. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would wear it all the time. I'd go into hospital and just wear it on my shoulder. Yeah, just keep it over your shoulder and that. Give everyone their prescriptions as you're wearing your thumb. Yeah. Good idea. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned Debbie Bridges and uh, Shannon Courtney as well. Your quick thoughts on that fight is a great fight, isn't it? Yeah, um, I, I really like Ebony. She's she's done a lot, lot to try and like promote me on social media, and I think the way that she promotes herself is amazing. Um, I think it, she does it for all women's boxing. She's like, a yeah, great, she does it for everyone. She's brilliant. I know she she always always um, if she, if anyone ever needs any help, she's always there. I think she's such a lo- lovely person. I've never met Shannon, um, but you know she's probably a really nice girl too. Um, I'm really excited for it. Um, Hopefully it'll be a really good fight. Shannon's very like they're both kind of like come forward aggressive fighters, so maybe they might meet in the middle and start. It'll uh, be very explosive. Fingers <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> right, finally before I let you go, Rihanna, because I know it's getting on a wee bit. You're probably up early for work, probably tomorrow or training or something like that. Uh, just tell everybody why they should tune in and watch Rihanna Dixon fight when the time comes. Um, you know. I think I, I I think I have a very exciting style. Um, you can see it on my debut. I'm very come forward, um, like aggressive style. But also, I'm actually a really nice person. 
from this interview don't worry they'll know you're a nice person from this interview <laughs> um and I think you know just support up and coming fighters it's really hard when people start off to try and get the support and you know the more support you get the better opportunities you get so you know just support me <laughs> and, and no doubt they will and Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and hopefully this is the first of many interviews and hopefully the next time I do interview you yeah, you've got a fight and we can talk about that hopefully it's been an absolute pleasure meeting you and talking to you for the first time so uh, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your evening oh thanks for having me on the show <laughs> well, 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 thanks very much Ryan. thank you see ya bye, bye. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Sports Social Podcast Network.